What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we've got a 25-year tribute for... It's either the, the sophomore album or the third album for UGK. That's Riding Dirty, released July 30th, 1996. Um, I want to yeah, say... Yeah, I think it's their third album. Yeah, yeah. Because Riding Dirty came out in 1994. And what, what was it? Um, 96. I'm sorry. Super uh, Tight came out Super- in 1994. Too Hard to Swallow right. comes out in 1992. Yeah, so this is their third, right, third album from the, the Underground Kangs. Pimp C and Bun B. Um, yeah, so 25 years, and um, it's kind of an interesting one. I should probably apologize to our listeners in advance, particularly the ones from the Houston and PA area, only because, kind of like the Goody Mob episode, neither one of Yinka and I are from the area where this album was released. And that wouldn't necessarily matter for a record like from Jay-Z or Tupac or Outkast. But I think it does matter for some of the lesser known groups, at least, you know, uh, groups that weren't like on the national stage like that for someone like Goody Mob or in particular for someone like UGK. And this is a tribute. Yeah. Yink and I love this album. But for sure. Oh, my God. I'm sure there's some personal anecdotes a lot like that we're just going to miss because we weren't yeah. in that part of the world when this album was released. And I think that I know I can speak for myself, but this is not an album that you listened to when it came out. Is that correct? Not at all. And I mean, we we kind of talked about that a little bit on the, the Jay-Z Volume 3 episode, which we got we got some shots in the comments. Pop, 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 right. Where, <laughs> where I made the I made the comment that, uh, you know, when when Big Pimpin came out and it became this huge smash hit, I had never heard this album. Right. So. You know, I, I wasn't I wasn't this big UGK fan that I am now. At the time, I was unfamiliar, um, and so yeah, when this was out, I, I had no idea. And it wasn't until after Volume Three that I went back and listened to this. Right, and so we just have to put that disclaimer out there because there's going to be, be some people from Texas who are going to be like, these guys <laughs> don't know shit about UGK. And you know what? You're right. Yeah. Nevertheless, you're right. We fans. I love this album. We have to talk about it. But we do know a little bit about music, and this is just a fucking incredible (laughs) album that is worth us talking about, whether we know what we're talking about or we don't. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, with that, let's just get into the where were you when... I guess it's probably not even relevant to discuss where we were when it actually came out, because neither one of us had even heard of UGK, right? Well, I mean, I think for me it's important, right? Because I think it talks about my sensibilities. Okay. July 30th, 1996. That's the day after my birthday, 1996. I moved to Cali, I want to say July 25th, 1996. Okay. From Chicago. So this was a time frame where I'm, you know, I'm getting inundated with Tupac. Right. Who I knew about, but I didn't know. I didn't know it was like that until I got to Cali uh, and West Side Connection. So, you know, my that that's my frame of reference at the time is like, you know, all this bad boy stuff and then you know west side west side everything and you know not a lot of south stuff the only record i could say that was even in this in this atmosphere universe that i was aware of was i was aware of scarface but partially it was because scarface and tupac had a record that was on the it was on the radio at the time smile Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Smile yeah. came out around that. Yeah. So, so I knew I knew about Scarface because of Smile, and you know that kind of led me there. But I was not aware of Texas music like that at all. Right. So, where were you? I mean, July 1996. Uh, it's the summertime. I'm probably still yeah. listening to Fuji's and Busta Rhymes. Okay. Bone Thugs, Crossroads. I think is the right, Smash right, That right. Summer, the, the remix, the remix, right? Um, that's a smash that summer. Yeah, no, I think Will Smith might be starting to flirt with the idea of, of making music again. Like that's kind of the stuff I think that, that's going on. Um, basically just like, you know, whatever's on the radio. I haven't mm-hmm. yet discovered Wu-Tang. So yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed music, but I don't, I didn't necessarily have like the critical opinions about it that I did maybe like a few years later. Um, okay. That's in 1996. So, yeah, I, I'd never heard of this group. Um, so where were you when you heard it? So when I first heard this album, 
was, I think, the summer of 2001 or possibly even the summer of 2002. And okay. I, I want to say it's probably, it could be both of them. Um, the lasting impression I think I got from this album was probably summer of 2002. But the reason why is because in those summers, I was hanging out with a very good friend of mine who, in a lot of ways, I grew up with. Um, his name is Elgin, and he went to Hayfield. He was much more into this kind of music than I was. He was also more into, I guess, some of the um, some of the goings on at DC and some of the goings on in PG County, right? So, like in this time in in the '90s, like the late '90s, Go Go is obviously a bit really big thing, but it's like like DC is a problem. You know what I mean? People like me who came from the family that I did, who you know had the rules that I I had and was on the track that I was at was was on you know it wasn't best for me to be in that environment um mm -hmm. you know and I didn't really know what that environment was I heard about it on the radio but like I didn't go out to Google clubs you know what right. I mean and so and, and I just the wasn't really yeah the Xbox right or the icebox the icebox yeah the icebox yeah yeah and I just didn't go to the to environments like that but like that crowd not only were they listening to 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 go go but they were also really big on, on Tupac and all that the Cali music Definitely into things like Scarface for sure. Scarface was huge in yeah. DC. Uh, UGK, um, maybe some Ball and G, maybe some Do or Die, but like mm -hmm. not necessarily the glossy shit from Bad Boy. Even like Jay Z mm -hmm. is like who you know, no, not really fucking with Jay Z like that. You know, maybe okay. when they go to the party, but like the shit that they really want to hear is is music like this. And so elgin really put me on to two groups in particular he put me on the three six and he put me on the ugk now three six when i was in high school i did not fucking like three six mafia at right, all right right fuck them cats and i can't even say that i really took their albums and like digested their music like that but yep. the summer of 2002 in particular that's when i started drinking so i'd be hanging out with elgin we'd be drinking we'd be we'd be doing all the stuff that i didn't do when i was in high school right um Shit that you know probably shouldn't have been doing, but whatever. So that was kind of the environment that I was in. But when I when I started to drink, like music, like Three Six Mafia in particular, started to make sense to me. <laughs> but then Ride and Dirty was one of the albums that he was playing a lot, along with um, my homies from Scarface and the Dirty Money from from UGK as well, which mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but Ride and Dirty was the one that that really stuck with me for obvious songs like One Day. Like One Day was just so musical. And I yep. think that it just hit me at a time when I was like, wow, like there's more to music than there's more to hip hop than Nas. There's more to hip hop right, right. than Biggie. There's more to hip hop than Outkast. It's like, mm -hmm. wow, some of this music that I probably would have frowned upon when I was in high school, like, no, this shit is really good. And then it, it just kind of made me laugh at myself. It's like, yeah, Outlaw, you, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about all these years. Like hip hop <laughs> doesn't have to be like one thing. It can be it can be anything. And so. Right. Just that whole experience, hanging out with him, listening to a bunch of different things. This was the one album that I always like continued to listen to in college, um, for sure. Uh, not And not just like the singles, right? Like with 3-6, it might have been like a single here and there, especially with Project Pat. With Dirty Money, there was a, f a single here and there that I would have on my playlist. But Riding Dirty was the album that I would continually just like have in my, in my CD player. Um, and so that's when I really, really discovered this album. You know, from 2001 to like 2005, it was just constantly in the rotation for me. Um, so, you know, yeah, that's that's where I was. Where um, I was uh, in in high school, uh, it was, you know, Big Pimpin' that actually, you know, brought me back to to checking checking these dudes out. But uh, but it was weird. I, I had kind of a similar experience in that there was a there was a white boy that that rapped uh, at my school, too. We all would cipher and freestyle and stuff like that. And he was from somewhere down south. I want to okay. say Memphis, but I feel like he wasn't really from Memphis. I feel like he was from, like, North Carolina. And he would always try to put us on to 3-6. <laughs> okay. And, you know, all the rest of us, I mean, we're all, we're all rappers, right? right. And we're rappers in a time frame where, you know, we're the, we're the battlers, you know. So, like you said, yeah. we're listening to Nas and Jay-Z and Biggie and Wu-Tang. Like, we're, we're listening to this shit that we think is, like, lyrical hip-hop. Exactly. Right? There's some outcasts floating in there, obviously. But other than that and, and Scarface, the, nobody else in the South really was, was in the pool of people that we were, like, aspiring and making ourselves after. 
Mm -hmm. um, and this dude would, uh, would always consistently be like, nah, but you got to listen to this 3-6. Nah, but you got to listen to this 3-6. And we'd be like, fuck you, no. Yeah, especially because 3-6 you know. three, three is on, the, is on the, the radio and on the TV at the time. And you're like... That's true. It, chicken head and stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, this is clown music. Now, mm -hmm. I don't... I don't feel that way anymore but that's what i thought yeah. at the time i was like this is fucking clown yeah. music i'm not listening to this shit yeah and and i think another thing to add for me and i can't i can't speak for everybody else is like i'm not gonna say that i was raised in the church or anything like that but i right. never was into like demonic things satanic <laughs> things whatever right yeah, and yeah, like yeah. and three six i would always try to at least in their in their marketing they would kind of have like this whole like oh the devil you yeah. know kind of angle and that was also a turnoff for me. So, like, I never... Anyway. It, oh, real quick. Were they not initially Triple Six Mafia? Yeah, they were. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then they, like, changed... Yeah. So, yeah. so okay. th that was, like, their whole their whole gimmick, their whole deal. Right. It was a no for me. And then the other the other cats that he would he would he would be like, yo, you got you got to listen to to this UGK. And so, because of the fact that the guy who was recommending Three Six to me was also recommending UGK <laughs> to me, I wasn't I, I wasn't listening to him. Right. Okay. But what he would always say is, I, I told you about my affinity for Aquemini. I mean, not, not Aquemini, Atlians. Right. So like, people would constantly see me listening to Atlians all the time. Then I got into Goody Mob because of the Black Ice song, and I started yeah. to listen to Still Standing. Yeah. And he would be like, "Yo, you love Outkast. Like, you need to listen to UGK." And I'd be like. No, <laughs> okay. just because it was him recommending it. But once Big Pimpin came out and, you know, Pimp C and Bun B just ran all over Jay on that track. They certainly did. They certainly I did. feel like it it opened my, my ears to where I was like, you know what? I'll give these guys a shot. Right. And I fucking love this album. This right. was the one, like you said, like I heard some of their other stuff and, and it was it was cool. Yeah. But this was the one that like really stuck to my ribs where I was like, wow, like this album is amazing. And so I think I gained another level of appreciation for it later on when when I would get my first car in college mm. and then start to listen to the to ride and dirty in yeah. the car with a yeah. system. It's like yeah. a whole nother level of of, of appreciation that you get for it. You know what I mean? Look, we talked about this when we did the Make It a Classic for UGK's Underground Kings album, where it's something mm -hmm. about UGK's music that just I don't care what the fuck you ride. But it just you feel like you you on top of the world and whatever whatever your car is like I got a, a fucking Honda Fit, but it don't matter. You put on some UGK and I'm just I'm I'm just I'm smooth. You know what I mean? Like you can't yeah, fuck with me when I'm when I'm listening to this music in the car. So yeah, yeah, man, we'll talk about it more. But there's one song on this album that makes me feel like even when I had never been to Houston ever in my life, I was in Houston. Like. You I couldn't feeling, fucking tell me I wasn't in Houston. I have a feeling I know which one it is. We'll get to it. So, <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah. So let's get into the critical reception of this album. Um, yeah. I don't know what the critical reception was at the time. There's actually not yeah. a lot of information about this album on Wikipedia, which mm -hmm. I would say doesn't surprise me because it's UGK, but it actually kind of does surprise me because the the little bit of, you know, reviews on on wikipedia show it's great like there's four and a half yeah. out of five from all music pitchfork gives it nine and a half out of ten and rap reviews yeah. gives it gives it a 10 out of 10 like that's that's all there is on 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 wikipedia um and i think a lot of these these ratings are probably from you know more recently like yeah, some of these be. like 20 year retrospectives and stuff it's which probably. is is really crazy because you know i mean i guess it just kind of shows where music was right we've talked about it you know you kind of had this this east coast bias with publications where yeah. it was all about new york then you had the west coast you know you had your snoop dogs and your your death row that was like a, a movement and then if you weren't one of those two you were getting like no media coverage and um the one thing i do remember about this particular tape is it was like a well-known thing that the college that colleges is is what made what propagated the legend of UGK riding dirty. Really? And like, even my, yeah, even myself, I had heard about this from people who like 
went to college like in the South, went to, you know, HBCUs or whatever. And they would trade tapes with their classmates. They would trade tapes with people. And this album was an album that supposedly really propagated through people being like, taking it back home, like listening to it. You might be from Cali or you might be from New York mm, or whatever. Okay, okay. And you bring the tape back home and then people are like, wait, what is this? You know what I'm saying? And they hear ah, it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea how this album did commercially though, um, in terms of sales. I mean, like, look, I don't remember any of these songs being on the radio in right. the DMV area. I don't even know if there's a video for it, for any songs on this record. Are there? There probably aren't. Maybe so, there are. I think they made one video for it, but like years after its release. Okay. Um, they had a bit. They had a, a vicious year, year over year fight with Jive Records uh, mm. to put this album out, and so they didn't get the kind of marketing budget that they wanted. Um, and so while it's sold, it's their best selling album now. Oh, it at is. The time, okay. I think it, it, it was kind of a slow burn. Yeah. Uh, it's eight hundred fifty thousand copies to date. Oh, but it's okay, okay. it's it's kind of the you know that slow burn of a legendary album, kind of like Reasonable Doubt, and how it's like a really well selling album now. Yeah, so they couldn't even get this album to go platinum. Damn, man, that's a damn shame, y'all. This album is so good, yeah. crazy, so good. So all right, um, well, critical reception from the peers, though. I I don't know anyone who. I don't know anyone who is familiar with ugk beyond just the name like i don't know anyone who who mm. who's l listened to their music who doesn't think that this is oh, okay. an amazing album you know what i mean yeah everybody okay. i know who is familiar with ugk and is familiar with music from the south loves this album um yeah and that's pretty much all i can say as far as critical critical reception is concerned facts it's also like an urban legend album it's like it's like one of those mu musical taste albums where like you you name drop this album to show that you have a diverse musical palette like i, I probably oh right and dirty time. i probably have <laughs> yeah. people are like oh he knows music what, what i can say <laughs> as far as hip-hop albums are concerned i'm not sure if this is in my personal top 10 as far as not what i think is like the, the greatest ever but just my personal favorite uh -huh. I'm not uh -huh. sure if it's in my personal top ten, but it's it's at least in my personal top fifteen. It's gotta be. Yeah. Um it's it's yeah. I was gonna say twenty-five, but fifteen is is fair. Yeah. 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 So okay. Well let's get into uh let's just start off with the uh, the highlights, obviously. The overarching highlights. What uh what do you got, Yinka? Man. Uh my biggest uh, overarching highlight is just like the sound, the mm -hmm. overall all sound. Uh, the production i was gonna give that to pimp c but no joe is yes. just as much you know just as much has his hands on this and and, uh, uh, and sergio whoever and, sergio and, is uh has yeah. got some very very important beats on this record yeah so i mean you know r r big props to them i mean yeah. from like the sample choices to uh the meters guitarist who plays live guitar on the records right, right, um, right. i mean just the whole sound of this album is incredible that's my highlight of highlights okay uh, can, overarching highlight um man what what else uh just pimp c <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i just love pimp c we've talked about this so much that already i don't need to, to 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 do too much but i just love pimp c i love everything about him i love his voice i love his 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 affect his personality uh, I, I just love pimp c so love pimp c on this album anything to add on that yeah so i will say uh Pimpsey as an executive producer, because I do think that while Bun B certainly has his contributions and his musical contributions, yeah. you know, I don't think that there's anything on this album that Pimpsey doesn't improve and it, it doesn't approve. And so mm -hmm. when we talk about Pimpsey as an executive producer, it's also like the choice for the skits, which yeah. sometimes we're not a big fan of skits, but like every single thing that's on here kind of makes sense. I agree. You know what I mean? I and agree. especially yeah. when you talk about the tape, there's a track mm -hmm. on here. I'll just go ahead and skip to it. But three in the <laughs> right, morning. Right. At the end of yep. three in the morning, there's a, like a little outro that says like... Or they say, the, flip your tape over. Flip your tape around. <laughs> and if you got the CD, just just let it ride and roll roll you another right. point. You know what I mean? Like, yep. those yep. are all choices that it feels like Pimp C made. Maybe he didn't, but nevertheless, like, yeah. this is a very consistent album from start to finish, right? There's some yes. songs that... 
that aren't obviously there's some songs that are not as good as others right and if maybe they weren't surrounded by such good songs maybe i wouldn't enjoy them as much as i do but nevertheless like yeah. when we talk about sequencing and everything like that um it's just this this album just comes comes together perfectly can't can't highlight pimp without highlighting bun um right. i feel like bun bun is the straight man like you know bun bun is the is the guy that keeps us keeps us grounded right pimp is right. is is taking us taking us off the rails bun v is keeping us keeping us uh, grounded and he does that really well here uh you pointed out over our text right he's got a couple of verses oh, one yeah. in particular that is is like you know hip hop quotable you know levels of, of ill on, on this right. project did you want to add on that so what i will say is that look i love pmc you know i love pmc but if we're talking about highlights overarching highlight he actually isn't a vocal highlight for me only because oh, wow. only because um like let's say you've got like running par for the course right like pimp c is like better than par but i've heard pimp c on other records that i enjoy him more like on that are not on this album does that does that make mm. sense and so yes, while he does give some really good performances on this album I think some of Bun B's performances on this album are some of his best. And so if I'm going yeah. to give uh, a highlight to one of these two artists as a vocalist, mm -hmm. I am going to give it to, to Bun B. Only because okay. I think that, yeah, there's one verse in particular, but he's got some other really good verses on here that I think that, you know, if, if there were ever times that I'm kind of like, you know, questioning Bun B, and sometimes I have in the past, like, this album kind of like puts all that to bed and um yeah, yeah so i had to highlight bundy as well i mean pimp to me has a, a scene stealing verse on one day yeah um pimps pimp pimp carries uh a pinky ring uh you know so i think pimp has some great vocal performances he on does. this project as well he does he absolutely does um, and, and it's not yeah. that i'm not knocking pimp c i'm just saying that mm. like some of my some of my best like pimp c performances <laughs> are not on this album they're on they're on dirty yes, money man. they're on super tight they're even on too hard to swallow and even on the mm -hmm. the, the 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 ugk double album you know what i mean like mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. i just want like a, a solid like pimp people i like i kind of think of some of the other tracks he has before i think of yeah. this one does that make sense yeah that's fair yeah that makes sense yeah uh so my last highlight um actually two more highlights okay one Ronnie Spencer's uh, Ronald Isley uh, impression. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because okay. I swore that was Ronald Isley until I, until this time around where I listened to the album and I looked at the credits and I was like, oh, Ronnie Spencer. Oh, shit, there's a guy singing on here. Oh, shit, that's not Ronald Isley. <laughs> so I was going to highlight that when we did the track for track highlights for one day, but you're absolutely right. I mean, in fact, um, when we were listening to this, in fact, the, the, the first time I listened to this song, I asked my man Elgin, I was like, wait, they got Ron Isley to sing this? He's like, yeah, yo, this album's tight. And right. he was wrong. It's not Ron Isley. It's Ronnie Spencer. <laughs> but nevertheless, right. like... <laughs> I, I swore it was him. I, yo, yeah, his performance on on One Day is is incredible. So, yeah. yeah. And my last highlight um, is 3-2. Okay. Um, I think 3-2, the way he starts... So we, we talked previously about how... And I guess this, we, we can kind of go straight into the highlights, but... Um, you know, we talked we talked about albums that start with a performer that's not the the performer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this album starts out with a, with a verse from three two. Yeah, it's true. Um, and uh, Mama put me out at only fourteen. Like yeah. the way he the way he like you know he he delivers his shit is ill. One, two. I ended up reading that um, the song was his song. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, it was three two's song. Um, and actually, Pimp heard it and wanted to put it on the album. Uh, Three Two was cool with it. Bun was like, "I'm not trying to take this dude's song." So Bun didn't want to be on the song. And then, like, I guess they ended up getting him to write something. And yeah. you know, I mean, he killed it. He killed he the killed shit too. too. Everybody yeah. killed the joint, and they they all killed it in their own way. Like, I love how everybody's style is different on the record. Uh, so that's my my highlight uh, is is Three Two for for giving us that record. And then, you know, that record itself is a so highlight. So let's get into the track for track highlights. And we're already talking about it. One day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, is there any more brilliant way to start an album by... You've got you, you got Smoke D 
from the pen, just calling in and, 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 and talking about what he's seeing, right? So yeah, then that yeah. transitions into this like slow, you know, guitar Organ. riff with the yeah, yeah, with with the Ron with the with the Isley Brothers samples, and then like yeah. that that beat hits and he's singing. You're just like, ooh, like I didn't know you could do this with hip hop music. What is this? <laughs> you know, right. um, and like you say that that three two uh, verse to start the track because look, it's one of those things where. I'm not gonna say the three-two is nice, but I also have to give credit for MCs who kind of do a lot with a little. And I think yeah. it it's yeah. it's a bare bones verse that kind of sets mm -hmm. the tone for for the song. It's very appropriate, and it just like yeah. he has like enough kind of tricks in there that you can yep. sing along and just feel like it's just it's just good. It just goes. Um, yeah. yeah. Yo, speaking of people who do like a lot, like with a little, it's funny. This verse reminds me a little bit, and it, the subject matter is not the same or anything, right. but 6-2 uh, on uh, Chronic 2001. Okay. The dude that has the verse, um, I, I left them hoes at the mo. Oh, they be yeah. beeping me and shit, but we don't kick no it no more. more. I love that verse. Yeah. And it's like, you almost like never hear of the dude again, but like his verse is just so perfect for the record. And like, I feel that way about 3-2. Like, I just feel like... His performance, it's like, I would never be like, oh, he's the illest or he killed it. But at the same time, it's just like, it just works. Like his style, his voice is perfect. Yeah. Um, and then you get into Pimp C. I'm up early because there ain't enough light in the daytime. Smoke two sweets and stole two chickens for the clock strike nine. Like, man, something about that twang from Pimp C. Yeah, it's, just, it's just dope, yo. It's just, it's I feel just, like this, for me, was probably the most heartfelt verse on on the album, this 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 Pimp C verse. Okay. And that's why it was such a highlight for me. Um, and the story about his man's, you know, his man's son who passed away in the in the house fire. Yeah. Um, and just like the 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 particular we talk about we talk about this a lot with Nas. Nas is really good for these, but these right. like kind of prolific lines where he's he's basically asking God why, like why are there killers that are roaming the street and they're fine, and this kid who did nothing is yeah. is, is you know taken like. I thought that was really dope. Yeah. Should we move on to uh, to murder? Murder. Yeah. Go ahead. Get it. Look. <laughs> one of my favorite Pimp C performances is from the first album, um, Too Hard to Swallow. Cocaine in the back of the ride, right? Uh, Pimp uh -huh. C, bitch. So what the fuck is up? Step wrong, nigga, and I'll take your fucking nuts. Got more drove than the pharmacy hoe. Got a job for the city, bitch. I'm shoveling snow. <laughs> but look, snow. that that oh, whole that verse is 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 a gem for me. And uh -huh. Pimp C is not the star in the song. Uh, Bun B is the star in the song, but Pimp C has a lot of throwback references to to that um to that uh yeah. that cocaine in the back of uh ride verse. It's like uh right, South right. Texas motherfucker, that's where I stay. Like yeah. <laughs> uh so Pimp C opening up murder to then lay the groundwork for Ben yeah. B to come and probably give us oh his greatest first of all time, possibly. <laughs> it's 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 up there. It's, it's definitely, definitely up three. there. Yeah. I think this is the verse where I forget who who which YouTube channel does it. I'm not sure if it's GQ or whatever, but they get these MCs to talk uh -huh. about their favorite verses from like back in the day. And I think TI okay. uh is oh, the you one did say that. Yeah, he's the one who unpacks and he literally like goes through every single line and just right, explains right. why it's such a hot verse. I like that little show. I wish they did more of them. I saw yeah. one with uh I saw one with the clips. Okay. Where uh where Pusha T gave his and it was a biggie joint. Oh, okay. Um but anyway, go on. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say that um yeah, this 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 murder verse, like the, the bounce on it, the energy, and just yeah, yeah I, I can't say can't give enough superlatives for for just how much Bumby rips it. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and, and I'll 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 add to that. First of all, I agree. This is definitely a highlight. This is in a run for me, and you right. know, I love I love my runs. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, I have to uh, highlight, and I didn't, I didn't do it previously. But I have to also highlight sequencing. Yeah. And the reason I have to highlight sequencing is because the beat to murder, I, I, I don't care for it. I don't hate right. it. It's fine. But they, they wrap their asses off on that. They joint. do. They certainly do. And it's, and it's like, you know, you get one day, which is just like this musical, heartfelt, laid back track. Yeah. And then murder steps the energy all the way up and it just and it just and they just give you bars. Mm -hmm. So it's like 
you know, I almost don't need the beat to be the greatest beat ever just because mm -hmm. of where it falls in the track list. So that's yeah. why it's a highlight. Yeah. It's a it's a beat that I think might benefit from from a remaster. Like I think that if mm -hmm. the same producers, NO Joe and Pimp C made this beat today with like the same beat but with like today's technology, I think it would sound like mm -hmm. probably incredible. Nevertheless, though, um, they absolutely rip it, and it's a beat that doesn't need to be more than what it is. They just they take it and they, and they rip it. They show they got bars, um, and yeah. the fact that it's like track three right after one day, yep. yeah, this is a, this is a good run. Like the whole first side side A of this tape, if you will, is just a brilliant run for me. Yep. So yep, I agree wholeheartedly. Well, it's Bun Beat, bitch, and I'm the king of moving chickens, got them finger lickings. Sticking niggas that be tricking, you need a swift kicking. Yo ass is right for the picking, now as my pocket sticking. I'm deep kicking, nickel slicking, you sick when I be clicking. Now take a look at the bigger nigga, my liquor swigger. Play a hater, dish digger, figure my hair trigger. Give a hop one in your liver, you shiver, shaking quiver. I'm frivolous, silver nigga, get wetter than a river. For what it's worth, it's the birth of some niggas doing dirt. Fuck a first that didn't off the skirt, make the pussy hurt, Mr. Master. Hit the switcher faster, then you keep a blister bastard. Fuck your sister pastor, get the elbows for sale. Yo, brother, bet I have my mail ho. Before I catch a murder case and go to jail, oh, hell no. Time to bail, hit the trail so we can sell more. Fucking yell, get the scale, no. Other bullet duckers can shove us out of this game. They bear the buckets, cause the cluckers, they love us. Make them glass dick suckers, shake they jelly like smokers. I hit like non chuckers. Cause short Texas bring the ruckus, this for my motherfuckers. Cooking cheese, some crooked cheese, rocking up quarter keys. To get to hook with ease, wanna bees get on your knees for the squeeze from the HK 13s from here to overseas. We do what we please, don't trip as we flip. Light up a dip, I'm breaking them out from the hip to your lip. Go at that boy, skip that nigga, bun rip with one clip. Soon as the gun slip, now I done whipped out my Pirelli, flying through your belly, belly and some smelly red jelly is dripping out of your belly. Surf them up like a deli, jumped on my cellular telly, hotel it like it's going out of style. You can't see me, Marcus, so have a motherfucking sweet. And then. That takes us to our next our next uh, highlight. Pinky ring? <laughs> Pinky ring gotta be the next Look, highlight, bro. And I love how murder like ends abruptly and then it just goes goes <laughs> right into Pinky ring. So you don't have time yeah. to like calm down. There's no fade yeah, out exactly. or nothing. It just goes right into it. And you got exactly. you got Pimp C. <sighs> Man, I look, we, probably should have given a disclaimer. Another disclaimer at the start of the show that like, you know, I recognize that Pimp C in particular probably would not be able to make some of the music <laughs> he made back then today. Although he probably would and just wouldn't give a fuck, but people would have a lot more opinions about it. Yes, yeah, so I want to sure. give a shout out to For Rochelle, sure. who she was giving feedback on her episode about DJ Quick, and she has some disagreements with things I had to say in particular, but. She gave us props for shouting out the, the misogyny that was on that album, the rhythmalism. Mm. Um, but what she said in her defense was she's like, look, I listened to this album before I was a feminist. So all this <laughs> stuff in the 90s got grandfathered in for me. So I, it doesn't bother me anymore. Right. And it made me laugh because it's like <laughs> we do kind of make that exception for yeah, for right. a lot of this stuff that came out in the 90s. Right. So I just kind of wanted to get yeah. that disclaimer for for UGK that yeah uh, yeah you Definitely. know Pimp C was probably problematic but fuck it it is what Yo, it is Pimp C is problematic as fuck so I'm just gonna go <laughs> ahead and let y'all know that that we are very aware of it and I very very much love every minute of it on this album yeah <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and, and talk about why P Pinky Ring is just so fucking amazing from this beat being one of my favorite beats on here oh yeah it's so smooth mm -hmm. to this chorus which is a chorus that out of every rapper that you have in the world, only Pimp C could give you this hook. This is some, <laughs> I'm a nigga who be hanging with pimps and wearing minks and I sang in the choir and I play piano in the church and I also make country rap tunes. Did he some sing shit this? like that. Did he sing yes, this? Yes, that's him. Man. You ain't never seen how a... Yo, what? <laughs> this shit is amazing, bro. And then, and then Pimp C giving you the most Pimp C fucking bars ever. So one of the things I love to go back to to my my highlight of of you know how this is sequenced. Mm -hmm. One day is some really slow melodic autobiographical. Hey yo, shit is real shit. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, wow, this is some. It's gonna be a really musical, really jazzy, bluesy type of record. Mm -hmm. Then they give you murder, straight yeah. bars. That's straight bars. that's Bun B in Bun B's bag. Right. 
Bun B gives you a, the most Bun B verse you're ever going to get. Right. And then immediately they cut to the most Pimp C record you could ever fucking <laughs> get. True. Right? This it's like true. they're showing you their strengths like off top. You're like, this is what I'm the best at. This is what I'm the best at. All right, cool. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. Um, we spoke recently about Reasonable Doubt, Jay-Z's Cashmere Thoughts, and how I love that sound, yeah. song musically. I think he's got bars right, on there. Right. But you, you yeah. brought up a good point that you don't believe Jay-Z. Right? He's not believable. Yeah, um, right. yeah Pimp C's believable. <laughs> I, I believe pretty right. much every word he has to say. I, I believe that you're you're at least pimping a Jason. <laughs> <laughs> at, least. at least, you were at least there. <laughs> yeah. Um. What's your what's your what's your next highlight then? My next highlight is Diamonds and Wood, man. Man, Diamonds so, up against that wood. So remember, I I mentioned never having gone to Houston. I know there was a song that made me feel like I knew what Houston felt like. I know this is that song. I knew you were gonna say it because it's the same. I had the same thoughts. <laughs> oh my god, man! And it's so funny too because like I, I feel like I remember when. So I remember when we, and by we, I mean the mainstream, not Texas people got aware of Chopped and Screwed. Like that right, thing. Right, right, right. And then I remember when it got really played out, like mm -hmm. in 05, when, when Houston like really got the throne with Slim Thug and, and, and Mike Jones. And then, and then everybody was trying to do Chopped and Screwed. People who wasn't even from Texas was trying to do it. And it was all type of crazy stuff. Screw wasn't even alive anymore. But like, to me, this is like the perfect just incorporation of like the chopped and screwed oh, concept but it's still just it's just like a musical record that nobody's overdoing it like you know you, you can tell that they wanted to show what the culture was in houston but do it their way as opposed to trying to like lean in if that makes sense look the the beat i i wonder if the beat is somewhat ahead of, ahead of its time i don't Look, and this is why we could have benefited from having someone who grew up a Texas person in in Texas in the Houston area around that time um, yeah. to know what not just what like you know Scarface, Ghetto Boys, Pimp C, but like mm -hmm. some of the other cats that were probably popular locally that the rest of us knew nothing about. You know right. what I mean? And so I I'd be curious what the other the others other sound is like. But like you said, this is to me it sounds like a very quintessential Houston sound. Um, yeah, and it and it's something that I think still, like you could you could put this this beat on today, like it, like yeah. you can make this song today and it still would feel like timely for today. You know what I mean? But yo, we gotta we gotta give it to Bootsy Collins because this is mm -hmm. that that uh, Munchies for Your Love uh, uh, joint, which you know years later, probably in college, I would discover. I'm air quoting discover the Bootsy joint. You could literally rap on the Bootsy joint by itself, and it yeah. would be a hit record. Like yeah. that shit is fire. I'm not as familiar with the with the Bootsy uh, Collins record. Now I need to go back and listen to it. So, oh so, yeah, so you you've game. definitely heard it. Uh, it's called Munchies for Your Love. Okay. Um, it's a record that's been sampled a bunch. It was sampled by Eazy E. Um, on, on on some of the the just after NWA era uh, Eazy E shit. Um. It's been it's been done multiple times, at okay. least by West Coast artists. Well, I mean, I well, I, I'm definitely um, and, familiar with it on this record for sure. Right, and then and and you get it again, right? It's almost like a DJ Quick style reprise and on the outro, mm -hmm. right, where they're 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 basically like playing it, and then he's giving shout outs at the end. So yeah, that's another that's another highlight for me, and that's when I talk about sure. talk about one of those things about Pimp C is the executive producer, right? Right, right. When you kind of have like a, a consistency in the album, like a throwback, yep. and this is this is a good song to re-reference on the same album. Yeah, because like a good is a good piece of music, I think, to do that. So agreed. Yeah. And 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 shout to to um you know, Pimp C also the 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 choice of you know reaching out to the meters guitarist and mm -hmm. his name escapes me. I think it's like Leo something. Leo Nocentelli. Nocentelli. There you go. Yeah. So he and and he Wayne, played, Wayne and Wayne Botton are the two guitarists on the track. So Leo Nocentelli played guitar throughout this album, and apparently, Pimp C would would lay the foundations of these records, and he would bring him in to play live guitar on records to to give it more instrumentation. So yeah, the next highlight, rolling right into three in the morning, um, to, to close out side A. Is holy. I mean, God, what a fucking side A to this album. Jesus, right? Man. Like, what? <sighs> Insane. 
insane. Um, I absolutely love this this How record. How could he not? And I, I just I, like I I don't, I don't even know where to start about so like about this record because it's that mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, from the the horror movie style stabs <laughs> to the crazy bottom end of this record, just that. I mean, just everything, and it just fucking works. Like, I, it's insane. Does this beat sound like it could have been on AT Aliens? Hmm. I probably would have said Southern Playalistic, but I could hear it on a. Oh, I could hear Outcast on it. Yeah. Nevertheless, um, I didn't necessarily hear it back in like 2002, but like listening to it now on this most recent run, I was like, oh, I could actually kind of see this going on the AT Aliens album as well, which of course is a compliment. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's an album yep, that comes yep. out later on this year and we're, we're going to be discussing that as well. But um, yeah. yeah, it's funny because I love this album so much yet. I don't really have much to say about these songs. I just <laughs> I just love this damn song. You know what this I mean? This song is amazing. This chorus is amazing. It is a, it's an amazing chorus. It's got it's, it's almost has two sides to it. Like. Yeah. And then just the beat, just all the different things that are going on at the beat is just like the perfect gumbo of amazing shit. Did Pimp C sing uh, the, the hook? Yeah. Or is it Big Smoking Mitch? No, Big Smoking Mitch. Is he on the it, verse? If Big Smoking Mitch sings, then he's he's layered on top. But I can I can at least hear Pimp's voice on, on the hook. I got five on the weed, 50, 50 on, on the drink. Oh, I'm coming down. Fuck what these hoes think. <laughs> oh my God. I love it, and um, something else we didn't we didn't point out, and I don't even know what this cat's name is, but the Cuban sounding dude. Oh with, yeah, with yeah, all yeah. the skits, yeah. I love him. I love his skits, man. Yeah. Like he, he, I like his skits more than than I like uh, Smoke D's skits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so look, man, it's just one of those things where. I talked about how I think the the alcohol helped me understand this album. And I think the reason why is because, you know, when you put on, if you're into hip hop and you're into lyrical hip hop, you know, you, you put on the beat, you put on someone like Jay-Z or Nas and like that shit just makes sense. You know, throwing all these analogies and metaphors and all these, you know, cool <laughs> double entendres and wordplay and the switching up the flow and all this stuff and do these crazy things on the beat. And it's just like Pimp C and Bun B, just like nah like we're just going to tap into your mood right like we're going to tap into mm. your vibe and then give you the vocals on top of that to just go perfectly in sync i mean we talk about <laughs> some of the music today and how the kids just like a vibe right yeah, i'd be right. really curious to know what today's like gen z and millennial younger millennial listener who really like mm. the, the trap vibe i'd be really mm-hmm. curious to have them go back and listen to an album like riding dirty particularly for yeah. a song obviously like diamonds of wood which we just discussed but three in the morning in particular i mean yeah. just like man like i just kind of just want to chill like i don't really smoke weed like that i have i do on occasion but weed's not really my thing but i just want to you know mm-hmm. you know throw a couple back and just and just chill and just i don't know, just vibe out you know <laughs> yeah. yeah this shit is amazing and um and i also wanted to point out that and you mentioned it before, but the the kind of little skit that that they have at the at the end of three in the morning, kind of mm-hmm. telling us, yo, you know, if you got the tape, turn the tape over. You know, if you don't got the tape, let it ride out. If you got the CD, you know what I'm saying? I, I also love the, the musical choice of that particular skit. Okay. So that ends my run. My run, my run, my run is from the beginning to the Need to let that motherfucker roll. Smoke something. I hope y'all smoking, cause we always smoking. Nigga, we smoking. My next highlight is that's why I carry. Okay. Did I miss any? Uh I love the concept of fuck my car. Me too. I love the concept <laughs> of it. It's not a <laughs> highlight too. for me as a song, right. but like the concept is fucking great. <laughs> I love it. I actually, I actually love the the concept of touched too. Yeah. Uh, and I love the verses. Like I, I, I love both of these songs lyrically and the yeah. vocal performances. I just don't like the beats. That's, that's fair. Much. That's fair. Well, let's so let's talk about that's why I carry it. Man. <laughs> uh, all right. So first we start with with with, with my Cuban homie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Throw it in the river with the alligator, eat them up. 
fucking love that. That's my, that's my favorite shit. And then this is one of my favorite pimp verses on here. Um, but the hook, motherfuckers wanna start shit in every way. That's, that's why, why I came my motherfucking, motherfucking good every, every single, single day. day. I love this song, bro. This shit is fire. This is one of the verses where like Jay Z completely rips like part of Bun B's verse. So if you're yeah. familiar with the uh, murder, murder, Monsieurville, you niggas will heard you clap, you certainly will. Yeah, uh, it's will. a track on on Made on Memphis Bleak's album. Jay Z has an opening verse and he rips like eight bars from Bun B and then shouts him at the end. He's like a little UGK for you, but like uh, it's the one where he yeah. says, um, what does he say? He's like a uh, carry pounds, like a killer around like groceries uh, with the presence that make you want to understand close to me. Talking about we supposed to be brothers. Don't make me laugh. Motherfuckers, you chose to be on the side opposing me. No matter what coach you be from, Bun C and C light your world up explosively. Obviously, I'm going to put the um, the music in there, yeah. the verse in there. But um, yeah, he just ripped like that whole like eight bars from Bun B, which is something that I didn't notice. I didn't notice when I listened to the Memphis Bleak album, but then when going back to listen mm. to Ryan Dirty, I was like, oh, I know these bars. I know these bars because Jay-Z yeah. said that. Like, oh, Bun, Jay-Z ripping from Bun B. Jay's obviously a fan yeah, of this album. He is a fan. So, uh, yes. But let's yeah, talk about that real quick. You you were saying that Memphis Bleak put Jay-Z onto UGK? Yeah. Interesting. Where did you pick that up from? I read it in some article. I don't even remember. Interesting. But yeah, it, Memphis Bleak was saying that, you know, uh, He's kind of was, I think, and it might have even been an interview. He was saying that he's kind of uh, always been like the more worldly of the two. And that mm. even his name, his rap name came from, he, uh, Jay-Z would take him around and when he would like, do these shows in different places. And that Jay-Z took him to do a show and they were in Memphis. Okay. And he said there was a, there was a girl at the club that, where they were supposed to perform and she said, welcome to Memphis, making making easy money, pimping hoes in style. And he was like, yo, that's dope. That's going to be my name. So he okay. even like got his name from like, you know, he, he said like he always kind of had these sensibilities where they would go places. And Jay kind of had more of the like, you know, the kind of arrogant New York rapper. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everything, right. Where it's like, yo, New York is everything. And he kind of had a more like, oh, like, yo, what they're doing over there is cool. What they're doing over there is cool. You should check it out. Mm -hmm. And so he said that, you know, when he heard UGK, he told Jay, like, oh, yo, you should listen to these guys. Like, they're dope. Okay. Okay. Well, getting back to uh, That's Why I Carry. Yeah. I mean, uh, who's a producer on this? Is that uh, N.O. Joe? N.O. Joe. Is yeah. this more of a Southern sound or do you think this is kind of like the South borrowing from the West Coast a little bit? That's interesting. I don't know. I, mean, I guess it's a little bit of a combination of the two. I feel like this is a record that could have been on like like a Snoop record during the Death Row era. That's Not true. Doggy yeah. Style, but let's say like, mm -hmm. you know, the 95, 96 Death Row era, if Snoop were to have mm -hmm. a record, I feel like this is yeah. a beat that he would have rapped over. I see it. I see um, it. But I mean, the question though, is it, was that Dre borrowing from, or Dre, or that, you know, those producers, because it wasn't just Dre. But was it them borrowing from the South or the South borrowing from the West or just I think it ideas was the other flowing? Way around? Because uh, Pimp actually mentioned that one of the reasons why this album sounds so cinematic is because he was a student of Dr. Dre. Got it. And he said that Dre made him kind of want to create this sound that he created. Okay. That makes and sense. gave him the idea of getting a live live musician uh, from the meters to, to play on his shit. He, he got that from Dre. Okay. All right. Oh, the one thing I wanted to say about That's Why I Carry is that I, as a grown-ass man who goes to a job every day or whatever the fuck, am not on any type of gangster shit at all <laughs> whatsoever in my life. And this shit makes me feel like I'm still a G. Like, I'm, I'm just you. like, yo, I'm out here. I'm fucking in the streets, <laughs> man. That's why I carry my motherfucking gun. Never, ever carried a gun in my whole life, but that's why I carry my motherfucking gun. I love this shit. That's a good point. Uh, so my next one is, is actually riding dirty. So okay. any of them that I missed before we get to it? Um, I like High Life, the okay. beat. The, the song, it's interesting because when I was listening to this when I was younger, I wasn't really associating the hook to what the actual song is about right like 
there's a lot of struggle and and strife in this song like yeah. that they're trying to yeah. overcome and like when i think about like yeah. we live in that high life that's not mm. the kind of phraseology i right, would right. use to to describe what the lyrics are talking about but like right. musically and i think the other time too is like at the time musically i was just so into like how the song sounded that i wasn't necessarily mm. particularly like focusing on the lyrics but man there's some really really deep you know yeah, um heartbreaking true. lyrics in this song that i think are yeah. very very important so you know if we're going to talk about like filler tracks and i know that that's sometimes mm -hmm. a, depending on how you define filler track that can go either way but for me this is one of like those necessary filler tracks that like it's not going to get as much attention as say like murder or one day or diamonds of mm -hmm. wood three in the morning but like this is yeah. one of those necessary kind of heart and soul tracks that you that you need to kind of just like anchor the album in some yeah not that those other songs don't have substance they do but like this kind of like just just solidifies that substance you know what i mean like it's not yeah. one of those yeah. records that, like you said it's not a it's not a highlight for you but mm -hmm. in that it's not a highlight for you it's not a shallow record so if you're gonna have those records yeah. that aren't necessarily highlights they can't be shallow you know what i yeah. mean yeah, and no, I feel that. I'd, I'd say two two things about it. Well, one, I agree. But two, um, if I didn't have One Day on here, yeah, I would probably like this song a lot more, right? That's fair. Like, One Day is, well, to me, One Day does what High Life attempts to do, but, like, way, way better. Mm -hmm. um, and the second thing I'll say is, which is interesting because they're about the same length, to me, High Life kind of started to drag for me. That might like, be I felt fair. like it could have been that shorter. Might be fair. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, good stuff was not a highlight for me. The only comment I have about it is, I think it's a precursor to "Let's Get High" on the Chronic 2001. It is, uh -huh. and, it and is. like the. Doom, 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 so doom, doom, I, I have a question for you, Yinka. <laughs> What's up? Where the hoes? <laughs> where the hoes? <laughs> right. I want to know where the hoes. So, <laughs> so that's the only the only thing I like about it is it is it nods to me to an album that I really really like but I don't I don't really like this song. I love this song. Um <laughs> I love the fat back sample. I love uh -huh. I love Pimp C on the uh cuz I think that's Pimp C on the hook as well. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And I love what he does with the hook. I'm not saying that like oh, Bumby's flow on this is like, for you. Yeah. Bumby's flow on oh, this okay. is, is is pretty good but just like Pimp C's just like his just energy on this. Um, and like I said, it's a fat back beat. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like fat back's got some like bouncy joints to it. And this is a bouncy joint. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, this song is like I said, when it came on, I was like, man, where the hoes? Tighten up, <laughs> trying to tighten up. Like, I just start bouncing to this shit, man. I love this. I can't, I can't listen to this album. Funny. Like, I can skip touched. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Um, I can skip fuck my car when I when fuck my car comes it's on. I, can't I listen skip to it. those two. Well, okay. what I'm saying what I'm saying is it like when I'm listening to this album, I listen to it all the way yeah. through. If I wanted right, right. to just you know listen to it here and go, I can skip touched. I can skip fuck my car, but like mm -hmm. I gotta play good stuff, yo. So yeah, this is oh, definitely wow. a highlight for me. Well, so, okay. Yeah, but that that's that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, your next highlight, riding dirty. My, my, next, my highlight. next highlight as well. The highlight of highlights, for from sure, for the sure. Skit at the beginning, where it, it sounds like it's gonna be some fucking static. Yeah. And it gets all the music gets all oh, dramatic, and then you just hear the most beautiful little guitar like do 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 do, and you're like, and it's just fucking. This record is just like audio joy, like it's just like. It's the, the the production is beautiful, you know. I'm loving what they're talking about. Like like I feel like every every first day of summer, I have to play this song when I get in my car. Yeah, I love how Pimpsy starts is like, uh, have you ever been, been riding, riding in the, the clean ass, ass lap, blowing big out the window? Everybody got a sack. Man, um, yeah, Pimpsy's twang on this. <laughs> Uh, this is just and a, but just, man, yeah, but. somebody told the lost big bun was the one riding dirty. What? <laughs> Shit is incredible, dog. Every every second of this song, I love. This is amazing. It's uh yeah, it's definitely one of my highlights. Um, we don't always like titular songs or songs mm -hmm. or albums that have like the track title in the album. 
but it it makes sense thematically for the rest of the album and then for, for sure. the song to be as good as it is it's not the best song yeah. on the record um or or maybe it is but like you can debate which one song, song is the best song on the album right but like nevertheless ryan dirty on here is a good way to 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 close out the album even though it's not the outro um yeah. it's a good song to have as like you know just just ride out you know what i mean um, and one thing i will say for the for the the titular argument <laughs> and that's a funny word um <laughs> is is you know uh I think that the one thing that I will give to to, to Pimp because apparently like Pimp kind of had a marketing plan and then Jive dropped the ball, mm. but um they wanted one day to be the first single and they wanted to have a, a video for it and then they wanted Fuck My Car to be the second single and that to have a video for it. Okay. Uh, the label dropped the ball and didn't do it, but I say all that to say they didn't make Right and Dirty the single because if they made Right and Dirty the single and yeah. then put the album out and it was called Right and Dirty, I would hate that. That's probably true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the things when we talked about the locks episode we talked about money power respect that was kind of a low life for us like we love the song right. money power and respect but right it's the best song on the album and it's a, it's the single like yeah yeah okay it's just i don't know right. it's weird so like even ac aliens which is one of my top five favorite albums of all time I, I I'm still a little mad that they made that they made the song AT Aliens for on the on the album AT Aliens. Yeah, like, why'd true. you do that? That's but, true. That's true. But okay. nevertheless, I, I think it I think it works <laughs> on this album. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The only other thing I will say in terms of uh, highlights, overarching highlights, which which I missed earlier, is that um, I really like the album art for this. Mm. You know what I mean? Like okay. it. It's a throwback. Obviously, you know, it's it's very um, it embodies, I think, a lot of the artwork from the time. But I think just mm. like with the with the you know what? Fuck it. I'm actually going to I'm going to cut that out. Sorry, I'm not doing. Well no, nah, I actually I okay. actually agree with you. And I was going to say, like, I love albums and it's it's a it's a weird thing. I think I've told you about trying to do something similar with artwork, but right. I just love al albums that have two people on them. For some reason, I just love like like the classic hip hop albums, whether it's the infamous or yeah. it's, you know, some of Outkast albums or like, like where you just have two cats and they're just in their element. And I, I love this picture of just the two of them and they're riding dirty. Like, yeah, they, they're riding dirty. They've got their logo there. I think all the right. fonts work well, the colors <laughs> and the contrast, like right. it's just an album that like, you know, sometimes we look at album art as actual art one right. from the standpoint of like what that the album itself represented musically and so it's just uh -huh. like well we always talk about this album so therefore we have the art itself as the representation right. of that but then we can also right. look at like just the album just like as aesthetic art on its own and i think that this right. this album just this album cover just captures something for me and, and I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm highlighting that now when we talk about ryan dirty the song just because i'm i'm looking at that Ryan Dirty album cover, and I'm just like, man, right. like everything just comes together perfectly. So, right. you know, I, I remember reading an article that talked about how they came up with the album title, and apparently, like, I guess uh, Pimp C and DJ Screw were like chilling, getting ready to go to some after hour spot. Mm -hmm. um, and they went to go get some swishers, they were drinking some lean, whatever. And, um, they went and stopped at like a convenience store and they got flicked by like an under a undercover cop and the and the undercover cop arrested him for having shit on him. Mm. And so I guess like that's where they got the like riding dirty concept from. A pimp ended up going to jail for it. Yeah. You know, the whole nine. Yeah. So it's uh, funny because I mean, I mean that was that was their life. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh do you have any other track highlights? Uh I'll say outro. And mm -hmm. I mean we talked about it a little bit, right? Like I, I like two things about this. One, I like that they reincorporated the diamonds and wood, mm -hmm. the same, you know, munchies for your love interpolation yeah. or sample. Um, and then I like I like the '90s concept where they shout people out at the end of their album. Mm -hmm. I, I just like that for some th for some reason. That's a, a thing for me. So I like it. It gives it personality. It's a Thoughts it's a that? nine minute outro, but they also not only <laughs> do, they, do they take the the same. Um, shit what is it munchies shit munchies for your love yeah munchies for your love not only do they take the same munchies for your love um but they do more with it musically as well yeah they do yeah. it's it, it's 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 and that's why i said it's similar to dj quick on um yeah. on, on the album that we covered the quick, rhythm the quick right? it's almost like 
Now he had like rhythmalism, uh, the reprise. Reprise, yeah, yeah, reprise. Yeah. And then it's kind of like that, where like he, it was just the instrumental, and he he just you know he had like a guitarist like go in on it. It's like the same groove, but then you have like more instrumentation on it. Okay. So, yeah. I'm. Do you have any other highlights? Nah, that's it. What uh, do you have any overarching low nights? There's only one song on this project that I don't like. Okay. And I won't even say that I don't like it, but I don't really listen to it and that's good stuff. Okay. That's fair. Um, but I don't have any any overarching lowlights. I think this album is damn near flawless. So what about you? I don't have any overarching lowlights. I don't have any track lowlights. I have some tracks that aren't highlights. Like not every single song on this album is amazing. Um, right. you know, touched, fuck my car. I don't think they're amazing songs. Um Yeah. Particularly touched. I, I I think touched is probably my least favorite record on the album. Mm. Fuck my car is one of those that like I don't really like put it on. Like I won't like let's, let's just say the skip to it. But when it comes to it, I just love I that chuckle. hook, man. That that I hook know, is I always yo. I always chuckle when that shit comes on. I'm like, yo, this nigga Pepsi was a fool, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is like uh. But yeah, but bitch, who the fuck you think you are? By far, they ain't tripping on me. They want to fuck my car. Like, who says some shit like that? <laughs> Goddamn. So oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like even the even the songs that aren't highlights for me have things on it that I really like. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, this album is like an undisputable classic album. Oh, I think so as well. Like I said, it's yeah. one of my it's 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 one of my top ten. Which surprisingly, I actually haven't listened to this album. It's probably been about five since you know until this more recent run. It's probably been about five years since I listened to this album, which is wow. which is odd for me. I think I've actually um, I have like a playlist that has like a lot of UGK on it, mm-hmm. and there actually aren't too many songs I have. Actually, I don't think that playlist has any songs on this from this album. And the oh, wow. reason why is because it, when I listen to this these songs, I just listen to them on this album. And the other albums, the other UGK albums, that's where I kind of like pick the songs that I like and I, I put that together. So Pinky Ring and Riding Dirty get put on any UGK no, that's fair. That's playlist fair. for me. Yeah. No, 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 no. Which that's, is weird because I love Three in the Morning probably just as much as those two songs. But if yeah. I was going to make a playlist of songs, I might not put it on there. But I fucking love this joint. That might be that That might be fair. Um, I think I just I think just because I, I always just put this album in a pocket to itself. Whereas the other ones, I'm probably not not gonna spend as much time listening to. Like, there's some songs on Dirty Money that I that I fucking love. In fact, right. I thought initially about making that album a classic, but mm. the songs on it that I don't like are like, mm, like I'm not sure if there is enough there to make it a classic, right? But the songs that I do love, oh my god, I listen to them all the time. So same right. thing for Super Tight, um, and even a few few songs on Too Hard to Swallow. You know what I mean? So yeah, but anyway. I, you know, I don't really have much else to add to this other than this is just a really good record. If you haven't listened to it, I think you yeah. definitely need to. Definitely check it out, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Look, Too Short gets credit for saying bitch, but Pimp C. Pimp C, Pimp C says Pimp, it the best, man. Yeah, I think Pimp C might say it the best. So look, if you're if you're huge fans of UGK or if you're from the Houston area or the you know PA, just from the South, and this, this album means a lot to you, and we didn't do it justice. Look, I, I apologize. Let this, us this know is, in the comments. Yeah. And tell all your friends to listen to the episode so they can tell us that we whack too. That's that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Cause uh yeah, I mean I, I wish I could do this album more more justice than I could, but like to be honest, yeah. you know, Elgin was the only one who I was really, you know, listening to this album with. And he and I don't really discuss mm-hmm. music. You know what I mean? I'll so tell you what, like go ahead. I feel like we don't have a lot of personal anecdotes. But like this record is objectively fire. And if you yeah. haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. And if you love it and you think we didn't do enough justice, we'll let you come on a podcast and tell <laughs> us. <what> we, <laughs> there we go. There we go. But but this shit is fucking fire. If you yeah. haven't heard it, listen to it. Peace. Peace. Damn. Already three in the morning, huh? It's going down. Leaning, drinky drink, candy sweets. You know what I'm saying? Third Coast, nigga, UGK about the wreck shop, this C-note off that body, smoking it leaning, nigga, stacking.
stacking paper, fool. You know what I'm talking about? Man, I'm larger than life. These motherfuckers ask, is it the bark or the bite? It's both, chillin' those streets, you scared to bark on at night. It's barking, just like I'm becoming part of the light. And you, man, you gon' be the biggest mark at the fight. See, I never understood what made you think you was handling. You have fans running through my neighborhood family. Next time, I'ma light your world up like a candlin'. Get some Italians to play your ass like a mandolin. Cocaine wars got my mind in a frenzy. The feds tried to confiscate my lack and my busy. Colombian assassins hunt a nigga like Lindsay. And now one of my workers came and shot with my NC shit. Running the streets used to be complicated. But now it's all either drug or strong arm related. But never can a bomb be faded. Fool, ring the alarm, pull it down, mate. I could come down, but you know I can't Cause I'm leaning off the tank and the good old drink I got five on the weed, fifty on the drink Food coming down, fuck with these old things I wish I could come down, but you know I can't Cause I'm leaning off the tank and the good old drink what you see is what the fuck you get, young pimp C, baby, coming down real wet. Got a pump in my lap, cause these niggas trying to jack us, but we don't give a fuck, I got the AK in the back of Came out the nightclub, three o'clock struck, trying to holler at my people, she in Lexus, I'm in truck. We about to eat breakfast, we in Houston, Texas, the city of the crack and the legs in the blicks. Say man, I'm hollering at Biden, Courtney came with the love. We coming down main, blowing cousin in blunt. Cause I'm a candy sweet dipper, a big cane dipper. I'm playing with the guitar, I'm squeezing on the nipper. Even though this hole look good and the pussy is tight. After I hit jump in my shit, I'm scratching off in the night. Fuck that laying in the bed with them hoes to the morning. Bitch, I'm getting out and yawning, coming back to reform at three in the morning. Three in the morning. Huh. What's up, screw?